0: But how about the job done on the other sideline a team that won four games last year the number one seed getting to the Super Bowl and coming up short and Kyle Shanahan's third year as the head man with San Francisco
1: these are tough endings when you're not able to, to win the last game of the season you've had such a great year to get to this point. This was a great season by San Francisco a lot to be proud of but. It will be hard for them to look at it that way after this game. It'll take some time, but for the Kansas City Chiefs, hats off to them, and the man known as Big Red is going to be a Super Bowl champ. Tonight, 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 remember this, remember this, we hate these boys, we hate these motherfuckers. Come out and smoke these boys in the first place. we the first fucking game. One game, 60 minutes, all you got. I fucking love y'all boys, man. I love y'all. I'm our heart. Let's go PJ Boy S. Hey hey, hey, hey! hey! Enjoy this moment! Enjoy this! Cut hey. do they lose? Play together! Play fast! Believe in each other! And let's go with a football game!
0: Back. welcome back cheech Super Bowl day very excited um, but last week of football
1: yeah it's uh, you know we are we are here I mean we talked about how uh, quickly the season was approaching and getting on top of us and uh, now it's it's finally here where, where you got the last uh, last game of the year before uh, we go into our year-long draft and training camp and all that type of coverage for the nfl here
0: well we didn't talk draft too much um you know last week like we usually do so that's pretty good um did you watch the pro bowl
1: no i didn't i didn't partake in any uh pro bowl
0: events me neither i mean we talked about this before i just you gotta do something different i mean it's just just ridiculous i mean the skills contest is kind of cool i guess but the game itself is absolute joke they need to figure something out but um like I said, let's get back into this here. Super Bowl, we got the Chiefs and the 49ers, a 2020 reunion. Um, you know, a lot of things with this one is um, the Swifties are going to be in attendance for sure. Um, and you talk about it from a marketability standpoint from the NFL. I mean, it, ma- it makes a lot of sense having KC in the Super Bowl um, with the Swifties and all that. But I do think, like you said, it's the GOAT of Patrick Mahomes in our era uh, with the Tom Brady being out of it. Um, versus a team that's just kind of been to the Super Bowl, never really got it done. Uh, Kyle Shanahan with the Falcons, and then with San Fran in 2020, been to three straight NFC championships. So um, I, th- I really think this one is just as big for Kyle Shanahan as it is Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot more pressure on the 49ers considering you know all the moves that they've made to get to this point. You you know you mortgage your future. Well, not really, but essentially you give up a ton of picks to you know. Make Trey Lance the guy. He doesn't work out. You find Brock Purdy in the seventh round. Then you trade a bunch of picks for CMC. I mean, you go out and get Chase Young. You go out and get pass rushers at the deadline. So I think this one, that the, there is definitely a lot more pressure on the 49ers to finally get the job done and get over that hump. I mean, the last, you know, what I mean, last four years, they've already been to a Super Bowl with a different QB, and that team was a lot different than this team, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, they've been to NFC championship games. They've made appearances for the last couple of years. And the Chiefs are obviously coming off a two out of three Super Bowl wins themselves. But I, I just think that there is more pressure on the 49ers to finally get this done uh, just for all the moves and all the things that have, you know, cumul- cumulative things that have built up to this point for them to finally get it done here. But. Uh, you know, they're in their they're in their Super Bowl window. And I, I I just think that the all the pressures on the 49ers chiefs are kind of playing with house money because, you know, I mean, they didn't have a typical type of chiefs year where they went, you know, 13 and four ran the table first seed first round by, you know, first time they played on the road in the playoffs in the Patrick Mahomes era. So should be a good game. I think that the, the 49ers are under the most pressure under the spotlight for this one, though.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think the only thing that we're helping here with San Fran here, um, based on the NFC, the best points against, you know, with only 298. Um, bringing mm-hmm. Chase Young there, trade deadline. You know, all the fact you got the linebackers there. You got Bosa. Um, you know, they they're they got the playoff experience. But then again, it's about, like you said, it's Mahomes, man. like, And 70%, this is the crazy thing. 70% of the money was on the Chiefs i seen, but the line has not moved, which I don't know if I've seen that lately. Um, so, it's really interesting the fact that the line hasn't moved. I feel like a lot of people I know, I bet, I mean, I, I would bet 49ers on this one just, just based on the money. But, same time, like, dude, like, it just blows my mind that it hasn't moved. And everybody I talk to is picking the Chiefs, it seems like. So, it's going to be a great game for sure. Um, like you said, I, I do think that there's a lot of pressure on Kyle Shannon because I don't, can you get another season of, you know, hey, you can't get the job done again? Like, when is when con- when's the conversation come up of, like, you know, is this the right guy for the job?
1: I don't know if that conversation ever comes up, to be honest, though. The, both him and John Lynch just signed extensions uh, and this year. So I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. But Kyle Shanahan is the dubious uh, owner of i seen a stat where he's the only head coach or the only coach team to have, uh, you know, a significant lead and blow it in uh, the fourth quarter. Uh, obviously doing that against the Chiefs the last time, and we all know 28-3. to three. So I, I I do think that there's a ton of pressure on him, though, because, uh, I mean, he's been a coach of two teams that have collapsed in the Super Bowl. And, you know, if you have a third to do that, uh, I think it's just a dark cloud. I I don't think, you you know, you're going to lose your job over it because you just signed extensions. And, I mean, this is I, – obviously, I think that the 49ers are – somewhat of a dynasty in their own right in the NFC here. I mean, you make two out of the last four or five Super Bowls. you've been in the conference championship game um, pretty much every year. So I I think it's just about getting over that hump. And I I think that they have the team to do it for sure. And I I think the, the line has only moved like a a whole point. I I mean, for as much as people are on the chiefs, they're still considered quote unquote, the underdog, but (laughs) yeah, I, There's been a lot of people that have been on that. I mean, anytime you can get plus odds or plus money with the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, it's kind of hard to pass up. It
0: is. It's, It's hard. It's the whole Nick Saban type thing. You don't bet against Nick Saban. You don't bet against Mahomes. You know, those are those type of things. And I mean, the way I look at it is like if I'm looking at it matchup wise. You know, I just think San Fran, um, they just have so many more weapons. You know, but like mm-hmm. you said, and that's the thing is like you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle. You know, the old line is decent. You have McCaffrey, and it's just. Brock just has to be Brock for them to function well. And he's been Brock and some. I mean, he got, what was it, 60 yards rushing against the Lions last week? I, I don't know if I would expect to him to have that. You know what I mean? So the guy's very mobile. He just has to do what he has to do. I don't think he's a system quarterback because I do. I think he does have poise. But the only thing I will say is, I mean, half the times that I've seen him this year make some of these throws, he's kind of has a wide open pocket sometimes. So he has all the time in the world as well. So the way the way I want to talk about this one though is like I said I think got playing fun around my house right now. Anyway, the way I want to talk about this one here is you know I just think they just have so many more weapons and on the offensive side and if Kansas City can win the Super Bowl with the limited amount of weapons they have with cap space coming up next year, I mean man dude I, I just I, I think that's just gonna help drive the Mahomes conversation even more don't you think?
1: Yeah, and that's why I think that this is a significantly different team from the last 49er team that made the the Super Bowl. And in some ways, I think that this is a significantly different Chiefs team because uh, this is clearly the best defense that Pat Mahomes has uh, quarterbacked mm-hmm. under. Uh, since, you know, starting uh, for for the quarterback for the Chiefs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the 49ers didn't have a weapon like McCaffrey out of the backfield. Iuke didn't have a breakout year like he did this year. I mean, Kittle is Kittle and Debo is Debo, don't get me wrong. Um, but, yeah, uh, Purdy obviously had a better uh, year than... Uh, pretty McFace. Uh, can't think of his name <laughs> <laughs> anyways, regardless. But yeah, I just think that this is a, uh, this is, this is just a different 49er team. And, uh, you, you bring up the weapons there. And I did see a stat when I was in the gym, uh, uh the other day that the chiefs are the only the six teams since 1990 to get to the super bowl without having a thousand yard rusher or a thousand yard receiver. Wow! So I thought that was pretty That's interesting logo, that, yeah, that nobody on their team hit a 1,000 yards, but they still found a way to get to the Super Bowl. And I think that only speaks volumes uh, to how well their defense has played this year.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. And l- Like you said, man, like you said, there's really no guy in that team. I mean, I, I consider Rasheed Rice a, a big part of that, actually. I thought he had an awesome year this year. Um, Kelsey, you know, kind of had an up-and-down year with the whole Swifty type of thing. But, like I said, I really do think, it, you know, like you said, the defense of Kansas City – I've never seen a defense, and we talked about this before, all the Kansas City has to do is just, you know, get to the dance and they always have a shot. But if they got to the playoffs, even when they were struggling a little bit, and their defense was playing the way it was, Mahomes you knew Mahomes, you knew it was going to figure it out. So it's, he's only mm-hmm. thriving off that. Um, but if I'm telling you what, man, if their defense can play the way that it has been and Mahomes can limit the turnover, it's going to come down the last play of the game. Um, and you trust the, the guy that's been through that moment before with uh, Patrick Mahomes. So only going to help them. And – look at the contract aspect as well with Snead and Jones, you know, this this could be one of their last rides too for that whole group on the defense, so you got to get the job done.
1: Yeah, and I think the keys is the game here for both sides is it it, it will come down to rushing the ball on defense. Um I mean, I think the the formula has been out there for the last couple of games against the 49ers. We saw it with the Lions, we saw it with the Packers. Uh, you can run on this 49ers team yep. and, um, I think the chiefs will Montgomery. get Pacheco going early. Yep. And you know, I, the, both of them, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, um, went I, I think, I know Aaron Jones went over a hundred. I, I think Montgomery is very close, but I mean, he was averaging six, seven yards of carry. So I, I know that they'll get Pacheco going early. He's an angry, violent runner. I mean, we all seen the memes every week. Love him. Um, but, that's going to be key for them is to get the ball going on the ground. And I think vice versa for the 49ers, I think it'll be the same way uh, just because of how good that chiefs defense is. Um, I don't, I'm not just sure certain that the game plan should be, you know, come out slinging with Brock Purdy. Uh, but and, you know, their biggest playmaker on offense is Christian McCaffrey, hands down. I mean, he's the offensive player of the year. You got to get the ball in his hands early and often. And that really yep. does open up everything else for the entire offense there. So, I do think the keys to the game, whoever runs the ball better is probably going to have the advantage on offense. And then same way, same on defense. If, if, you know, the Chiefs can slow down McCaffrey, kind of like the Lions did in the first half in the NFC championship game, give them a chance to, uh, you know, really get out and get fire in on offense. But I do think uh, as well, if uh, if the 49ers can slow down the running game and, you know, make that Chiefs offense a little bit more one dimensional, Uh, I think they'll have a lot more success, uh, you know, defensively against Patrick Mahomes because obviously I think if we look at offensive weapons, the 49ers have a huge distinct advantage in every, you know, position. So, I mean, obviously you got to give credit to Kelsey, And Rasheed Rice, I mean, stepping up when nobody really else has uh, as a rookie, pretty significant, and especially in a Chiefs offense. So I think obviously those are the two guys in the passing game that they'll have to focus on. But somebody has to step up and be that third guy, you know, whether it is MVS or, you know, a recently healthy Jerick McKinnon or if it's a McColl Hardman. Somebody's going to have to step up and be that third guy, because I do think defensively for the 49ers will have a game plan in place to kind of slow down. Uh, Kelsey or Rice, and, you know, we'll kind of go from there. But, yeah, I think whoever has a better uh, day on the ground, you know, whoever can control the running game, whoever can control the guy, the opposing running game as well, I think will have uh, the most success today.
0: Yeah, and that, you bring up a really good point. And the one I want to touch on is, like you said, with Mahomes and the weapons. But how many times do you think Pacheco's got to get the ball for this team to win the game? I mean, because like, you said McKinnon coming back. Um, I, I assume Clive Edwards-Solera is going to get a couple goal line carries maybe. It's very possible. Um, they do like switching it up. But do you have to get the Pacheco the ball at least 20 times this game just to kind of control that clock and keep Mahomes you know, out there? Or is it one of those games where you need as much weapons as possible to keep up with San Fran?
1: You know, I think I think you take a little bit of uh, a page out of the Lions' playbook and the Packers' playbook. I think you can run the ball 15 to 20 times just to Pacheco. Yep. Um, obviously, I think Clyde edwards alaire will get his touches, and so will Jerick McKinnon. I think Jerick McKinnon could be the you know the key third down back for him uh, because he's just been that guy in in their playoff runs yep. and to have big games. So, uh, but yeah, I I think Pacheco could easily get 15 touches just on the ground. Um, And especially if they're running the ball well, then I could see that number, you know, reach 20. Uh, But I'll I'll start with 15. And I think, yeah, it's going to have to be one of the the keys to the game for the Chiefs. They're going to have to run the ball or it's going to be a tough day against the 49ers defense. I mean, their defense has been a top 10 defense all year um, with or without Chase Young. And, um, you know, the whole. The whole situation about him getting benched, you know, I don't know what uh, what's going to happen today with that. But either way, I mean, you still got to deal with Nick Bosa uh, on the other side of him. So, yeah, I think Pacheco will have to touch the ball at least 15 times on the ground.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, that's what I'm thinking, too. I think that would be the right approach. Um, and then if you look at the other side here, at Kansas City, um, I— you know, you can't have what happened with the Bucks game in the Super Bowl where their, their offensive line just got trenched. I mean, you talk about if Chase Young could have a game and turn back to him himself with Nick Bosa, um, you know, Hargrave, mm-hmm. all them, and with these linebackers coming in. I think that's going to be huge too. So I think the offensive line for the Chiefs is going to be – I'm really interested to see how they um come out with that, you know, especially that game plan that San Fran keeps popping out there. But um, for Brock Purdy, though, uh, this one for the San Fran side offensively, I mean – you look. You look at it this way. I mean, IU cause like you said. You called it, man. He's having one of the best years he's had since he's been in the league. Um, definitely transformed that offense. Uh, Debo is always a threat, um, but like you said, I think the mm-hmm. same thing with Pacheco with McCaffrey. I think you got to give McCaffrey the ball as much as possible. I mean, this is why you traded for the guy, right? To get you to this game, um, don't you? Kind of you run the offense through him, and then everybody else goes second hand. I mean, I would hope McCaffrey gets the ball 15, 20 times, and maybe gets five to ten catches, right?
1: Yeah, a thousand percent. I think that they'll uh, they'll probably uh, approach this game much like they did in the second half against the Lions and the Packers. Um, McCaffrey's definitely going to get his touches, and I think he'll be key on third downs.
0: Oh, yeah, let's, let's taking in that
1: uh, safety valve for uh, for Purdy. Yeah, so you know, I I do think that both running backs will have to have a. Uh, have to have some type of good game for them for the, each offense to have a chance. So yeah, I would agree that McCaffrey. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets twenty plus touches.
0: Who's the Who's the wild card this game? That is, you, there's always that Super Bowl guy that comes out of nowhere. Um, who Who is it for you? You think this week? Who's got that potential?
1: Ah uh, man, I think I could probably try to give one on each side here. <laughs> Shout out to Ian. Ian Ian's on McCole Hardman for the Chiefs. I do think I that. I
0: like that. I uh, do.
1: Obviously. Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore, who were kind of the unsung heroes last year. I don't know if they're going to get too much playing time with McCole Hardman there. Jarek McKinnon coming back, too. I like either one of those guys for the Chiefs. The 49ers, it's so tough to pick like a sleeper just because of how loaded they are offensively. Um, But, I mean, Juwan Jennings made a couple annoying catches against the Lions in the NFC title game. So, if I had to pick a real deep sleeper, I'd probably go him. But, I mean... You look at the pecking order, and you know I think it goes obviously CMC, Debo, and then you got you and Kittle. I mean, I think Kittle is due for a pretty big game. Yeah. Um, kind of was uh, kind of was a afterthought in the NFC title game. Came alive in the second half uh, of that game, but yeah, I think Kittle could be the the sleeper that you know, with all the attention on every other weapon there, I think uh, Kittle could have a you know, a a. You know, I wouldn't even say breakout because it's George Kittle, but one of those games where he, obviously he has a big game and helps them win the game. But for the San Francisco side, they're just so loaded on offense; it's hard to pick <laughs> right. a quote unquote sleeper. But yeah, I would go with Kittle.
0: Yeah, the only—I mean, the only one I really could think of. For sleeper for San Fran was Kyle Youchek. Remember that play he yeah, made against yeah, us last week? Fuck, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I just feel like this one. Watch that be the first touchdown score at plus forty five hundred or something too. You know what I mean? Like it could be just oh, one man. of the crazy type of things. But he's done this before. Um, I would I would consider Kyle Uschek maybe those type of gadget plays maybe for them, but for Kansas City and I was talking to my buddy about this earlier and I don't know why but. Like you said, that third receiver spot, I think this could be a Justin Watson or MVS type of, like you said, or Hardman type of day. I think one of the receivers in the Chiefs is going to have a day where you least expect, and it's going to be one of those three, in my opinion. Um, Or, like you said, it could even be McKinnon getting, like, two passing touchdowns near the goal line. But I mm-hmm. I, I think for the Chiefs to win, you're going to have to see one of those guys perform at that type of level, in my opinion.
1: I think one of them scores, for sure, because, I like, it, I mean, we've been talking about it through this whole episode that, you know, we got Rice, you got Pacheco, you got Kelsey. There's got to be somebody else to step up. And you mentioned the three guys there, and I think that the one of those guys is going to have to score today for the Chiefs to win the game.
0: Yeah, and especially that play-action play, action play Mahomes and the Ravens where MVS caught it, you know, he makes mm-hmm. those type of diving plays and, like, it just, it just you can kind of see the moment already you know what I mean like he did it against the Lions for a little bit um and then he did it against you know uh Buffalo then he did it against uh Baltimore so it, it could be one of the moments but what about Noah gray do you think Noah gray sneakily could get in the end zone I think it's possible they've been getting involved a little bit more um I do think it is the Kelsey show but I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Kelsey um too so I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Noah gray anytime touchdown too the way they like to sprinkle him in
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see, you know, them running a couple uh, of multi-tight end sets if they get into the red zone there for sure. Uh, Don't know if I'd put any money in an anytime Tutter for Noah Gray there, but, you know, another quote-unquote sleeper to get in the end zone, I could definitely see it, but... I would rather probably take MVS or, you know, certainly McCole Hardman in that situation.
0: So are we doing what we did last year? And I wanted to bring this up because you probably don't remember without me saying it, but we put in a dollar on Chad Henney to win Super Bowl MVP. Because <laughs> when Jalen Hurts in Mahomes and Mahomes went down and Henney was coming up, we both texted each other and said, is it going to happen? You know, it was like, what a dollar to win 132, whatever, but we did it anyway just for shits and gigs. Um, are we doing that again this year?
1: No, I don't, I don't (laughs) think, I don't think I would be doing it this year. Okay. Uh, I, I don't even, I think Chad Henney retired. Did he? Um, I think, I don't, I don't think he's. it's Blaine Gabbert. So you can get him at plus 49,000 if if you really want to, but yeah, no, I I don't think I would be doing it. I mean, I just feel like the MVP is going to go to Brock or. Mahomes it don't really matter That's I, mean, I too. McCaffrey's got an outside shot because I you know the I think there is a you know the idea out there that Brock is more of a quote-unquote game manager and if McCaffrey has a big day I could definitely see him getting the MVP but it, it's always the quarterbacks man yeah. And it, it's never really one that I'm ever, ever ever interested in picking or prop betting or anything like that
0: yeah, the only guy I like, really, and we'll talk about this more in the next segment coming up, but the one guy I think they could beat McCaffrey on is Debo. And I, I think if if Purdy doesn't have the game that people think, but Debo gets a rushing and a receiving touchdown, and it's a big play, and it's just kind of a lower game, I could totally see the way they use Debo. I'm um, getting that, you know. And then you look at the other way around you know them goofy plays that kelsey does too what if it is a low scoring game and kelsey gets the two touchdowns with everything and could you see kelsey win an mvp
1: i mean he's got the second best odds as a Chiefs player so it's it's very possible but it's very again yeah. i it i mean the the super bowl that comes to mind is falcons eagle or fa- not falcons eagles but falcons patriots james white probably had the best game of his career and they still found a way to give the mvp to tom brady so it's just like it doesn't matter. It almost always doesn't matter what the a singular offensive skill position does. It's 10 times out of 10 going to, a, going to the quarterback.
0: Yep, I totally agree.
1: All right, Helzer. So obviously with the Super Bowl comes the food and, you know, I'm ready to I banked my cheat day for today, so I'm ready to get after it with some finger foods and all kinds of good stuff. Yep. But of course, this is a big, big day for gamblers. And I mean, it, whatever platform that you guys use, whether it be FanDuel, DraftKings, Sportsbet, it don't fucking matter. There is just so much <laughs> stuff that you can gamble on. It's it's really, it's absolutely insane. Um, but we're going to talk about some of the bets that we've, uh, you know, made and look at some odds here, maybe even talk MVPs, touchdown scores, things like that. And then we're going to make our pick. Um, I mean, it's a one and a half spread. It's almost a, almost a pick them at this point, but, um, let's go ahead and talk about some of the bets that we have, uh, made here, Helzer. So I'll go ahead and start us off. I have a, a lot of unique bets. Um, no, nothing crazy, but it, I thought they were fun. Um, I did championship week. I did hit a special. So, you know, we are alive. We're still in plus money territory here. Um, but here's some of the bets that I made here. And they're pretty much just specials. But will there be a scoreigami? So, for those that don't know, scoreigami in football is a unique final score in NFL history. So, a final score in NFL history that's never happened. It's at plus 2,500. I mean, why the hell not? You just never know. Uh, and I always root for Gami. So to get it at plus 2,500, it's a little fun bet to have. Um, will the final score have occurred as a past Super Bowl final score? That's only at plus 410. That's more likely to happen. So I put a little bit on that. Um, so if a, you know a score from a previous Super Bowl happens tonight, uh, we get that bet to hit and I think it's very possible. There's been, you know, some 28-24 type of Super Bowls. 35-31 has happened before. So uh, we'll see. We'll, you know, got a little money on the score. And this one is a fun one too. Uh, any player to record an octopus. So what an I've octopus seen that. is. <laughs> I didn't you know score what that a was. touchdown. Yep. You score a touchdown and that same player, same drive scores as a two point conversion. So again, If the game is, you know, kind of methodical and it's close, I don't think we'll see any two-point conversion attempts. But I root for an octopus every week, every game. I'm always on octopus and score a gami alert. So uh, I'll put a little bet on that for the Super Bowl. Why the hell not? It's at plus 980, so it's not too bad. But we'll see how that one develops. And then this one's a little bit different, too. Uh, The player to have the longest air yards from a single reception. And we brought this guy up in the first part of the episode here, Helzer. But MVS is plus 820 to have the longest air yards from a single reception. So yards after catch doesn't count. It's basically from the line of scrimmage to where he catches the ball. And obviously, like you said, we saw how he he, uh, iced the game for the Ravens against the Ravens in the championship game. It's very possible that he could catch a long ball, 50, 60 yards, could go 70. I mean, Mahomes has that type of arm. But at plus eight twenty for him to have the longest basically reception in the air, I uh, figured it's a little bit of a long shot. But hey, it, I I like the play there for MVS. I think Ayuk's the favorite for that bet. Yeah, what and about got a wild
0: card here. for that one here? Plus eight thousand, Cole Hardman. Huck it deep, I, let it, the boy it, go. <laughs>
1: It's very possible. You I mean you got Justin Watson in there too? Who? I mean, that's literally all he did. Let the during the season <laughs> was catch a forty-yard plus pass, and that was his only catch for the game. So you know, I do think that MVS and McCole Hardman are above Watson in the pecking order. So yeah, I would lean either way there. And then the last two here, I uh, just love the value on this. But for each team to score a touchdown and a field goal in the for in each half, plus twenty six hundred. Um, Don't think that's too crazy or too out of reach for either team to do. Uh, So like that, like that one a lot for the value. And then this is almost an any time touchdown, but I need to have it happen for the, in the first 10 uh, minutes of the game. Uh, It's basically Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown in the first 10 minutes of the game for plus a thousand. Thought that's pretty good odds. I figured, you know, Hey, if the chiefs move the ball early, I think they're going to get, you know, try to target Kelsey early and often. Uh, so if they do, it'll be a plus a thousand to hit. So those are my bets. I'm kind of, you know, all over the place here. Haven't picked like any time touchdown score or anything like that, but I have a ton of, I have 10 DFS uh, plays reserved here that I'll be uh, making for a lineup here shortly. Uh, so how's their, what, uh, what type of bets are you uh, leaning on or have uh, so far?
0: So everybody knows lately the whole big leg parlays. I've hit three in a row with the 10-leggers. Just and, But they've been the kind of crazy ones, but they've also been stuff that could happen easily. I'll get to that one later. But there's a couple on here that we were talking about even last week. Um, this plus 2300, you got McCaffrey to score the first and last touchdown. I mean, if San Fran gets on the goal line in the first quarter and the fourth and they could put it away, I mean, plus 2300 for McCaffrey, he's going to be a huge part of the focal point of that offense. So I don't think that that's bad at all. Um, another one I really like, geez, which I haven't I talked about this one at all lately, but just by looking at the stats and kind of thing, Brock Purdy, uh, 25 plus rushing yards, alternate rushing yards, that's at 290. I think he can totally get by that. Actually. Um, I could see that um but like i said that's just that's one that you have a game plan kind of goes with that if you get clean pockets he's probably not going to get it but if you get some pressure he's definitely got the legs to move out there um i did this one i did this one which i'm not too sure of what you guys think about it but this is my whole 25 yards thing so uh what do you think about this one debo 25 plus yards receiving kittle 25 plus yards receiving uh travis kelsey just four receptions mahomes one passing touchdown Purdy one passing touchdown, Ayuk 25 yards receiving. I got San Fran money line with McCaffrey as the anytime, and then Travis Kelsey 40 plus yards. That right there is at plus 449. That one's a little tough because it has the money line on there. But if you didn't want to get rid of the money line, that's still pretty good odds. And like I said, this stuff honestly could happen within the first quarter, um, first second quarter. Like I said, the last couple ones I've hit, I've almost had a cash out option at the halftime at every time. So. Like I said, do with that what you will. But I also did a couple of these squares. I don't know if you've seen these, Geez, but I also got a couple of I squares did. on here as well. Um, I got three and three for one of them, which that was at plus 800 for all the quarters which I, I like that a lot, actually. I think, like I said, based on the type of game this could be, I think it's going to be one of those games where time of possession is critical. So, you know, that's something that you can go off of. But I think the Super Bowl MVP is the one that we talked about in the last segment. But it's really interesting because I do think you're right about McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey can win this award. And um, for his odds, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't throw money on it. You know, so th- that's just something that I – I don't know if you can do it, but I mean, if you want to get ballsy, I, I think it's very possible. And that's at plus four fifty
1: that's probably the only one that I would touch. It could because, I mean, like we said, it's always a quarterback award, much like the real MVP during the regular season is. It's always a quarterback award. So I think, yeah, it, it's very possible, and it's more likely that, if you're gonna pick the quarterback or the field, uh, the one player in the field, it's it's Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, and that I said that would be that would be the guy for sure. Um, and then this is kind of a, a wild one too. Um, I know you're gonna laugh at this one, but I'm just trying to think from perspective this way. But um, what about a first touchdown score, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at plus thirty three hundred? I think that, right, that, that down. that's a vulture one right there because I it think is. a lot of people would have uh, Pacheco first time touchdown which they should because when he gets in the goal line he's an absolute menace but this is it seems like every time in the Super Bowl there's always one of those things you know um but yeah plus 3,300 I think that that's pretty good odds and I the one for the score two plus touchdowns McCaffrey's at plus 220 so you can do with that which you will as well but that's pretty much all I got with this one other than my 10 leg. hopefully we can hit um four in a row close out the season be be good there um but yeah like I said I, i I'm hoping that I can get that one because, like I said, I can get most of those at halftime like I have been in the past. Um, But it's just it's one of those things, man, where this is a Super Bowl and expect the unexpected, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I know one thing I will touch on. I mentioned the DFS lineup, so I did put one together. I had a I had a free one on DraftKings here. So this is my lineup uh, on that platform here. Um, the the format, uh, obviously, for this game, uh, you pick an MVP and then uh, you fill the the remaining five spots with anybody that you want to. I mean, you could put the defense or kickers in here if you really wanted to. Um, but with uh, the MVP slot, I went with Rasheed Rice. Um, I thought for the value, not bad value. And I obviously think that the 49ers are going to be keying on Kelsey. Uh, so I went with Rasheed Rice and then kind of chalky here. But. I wanted to get some of the heavy hitters in here because I know that they're they're you know usually going to have a good game. So we got Keston McCaffrey. He's at twelve thousand uh, dollars. With Rashid Rice in the MVP slot, his his value does um, you know is higher than what it normally would, but uh, for eleven thousand four hundred dollars, not too bad. Uh, Debo at ninety two hundred, Pacheco at eight thousand, Kittle at sixty four hundred, and then the sleeper that we've brought up. We talked about him all episode mvs for three thousand dollars so with that lineup kind of banking on mvs to have a, a long touchdown or something along those lines to kind of ha- happen for that lineup there but those are the type of lineups that i'm kind of looking at trying to get you know four or five good guys uh in the lineup there and then that then that one uh that one sleeper there that you know couldn't uh, you know make or break that lineup
0: I like that. I like that a lot. Um I kind of got the same lineup too. That's funny you said that. So except I got for the MVP, I got Purdy in this one here. Um is at uh, 14,000. And I got Kittle with 10,000, Mahomes at 15,000, Debo at 11,500, and then MVS, which is funny you said that, at uh, 7,500. So that that is my lineup for the uh, FanDuel fan as well.
1: Yeah, we're both uh, riding MVS here, so we definitely got to make sure like I said I have 10 lineups reserved, so Got to have one with other guys in there, you know, maybe a Justin Watson, maybe a McColl Hardman. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk is definitely getting in one of those lineups because, I mean, he scored in the last Super Bowl that they were in. So a lot of good sleepers that you could, you know, sneak into, into your lineups there. I mean, even at this point, you could throw in one of the defenses. I mean, they're one of the I think San Fran is probably more likely to score a touchdown. But, you know, uh, throwing one of the defenses, spice it up with one of the lineups there.
0: Yeah, it depends what type of game you're going to get. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I I totally get it.
1: All right, Houser. So I guess it's that time where we got to have to make a pick here and uh, see what we could do. Um, I guess we could use the spread or if you want to just say who will straight up win, we could talk money line here. But sounds like uh, for the most part, you uh, you would take the 49ers in this game.
0: Yeah, I. You know what? Like I said, I, this is one of them sit back games. Watch a good football game. You see what you get. We're going against one of the greatest, in Patrick Mahomes. As I hate to say it, I'm a little sick of it. But I mean, hey, it's greatness. You know, I love watching greatness. Same thing with LeBron. Uh, but like I said, I just think there's so much pressure on Kyle Shanahan. Like, there's no, there's no way where you can go to three NFC championships, get here again, and lose to the same team. I think that'll mentally, they'll mentally cause a stroke for him because it's just, it's something that. You might not ever get back to that spot again. I know they have the team, but, you know, Mahomes, I think, is going to be there. But with San Fran and everything going on, you know, there are going to be a powerhouse in there. But I think Kyle Shanahan finally gets it done. And the reason why I say that is the Chiefs, they have the defense. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like this is one of the moments where they're going to get the weapon in the offseason to overcome this. And you know, that's that's kind of my storyline with this is because I I think, you know, you got Mr. Relevant, which is going to be a great a great topic if they win. But if not, you got Patrick Mahomes who's cementing himself to be one of the best quarterbacks of our lifetime. So it, it, I'm going hand in hand here, but I just think the offensive side, Brock Purdy, they have more weapons. And I think that they're just going to get to get it done at the end.
1: Yeah, you make some great points there, Helzer. Um, I am going to pick the Chiefs. I'll take the points. I would take the money line. It's all, you know, money lines plus 110 at the moment here. They're one and a half dogs. Um, I just think when, you know, you get to this matchup here, a lot of it does ride on your defense in the running game here. But I think the Chiefs have just the distinct – uh uh they have the distinct uh, advantage at quarterback and I do think that that does matter when it comes to winning Super Bowls and winning games. Um yeah, you know, you bring up a lot of good things about Kyle Shanahan and I think the Chiefs are going to play loose. I mean, they are kind of playing with house money, uh not to, you know, no pun intended since we are in Vegas, but um I think that there's more pressure on the 49ers to get this done. I mean, you, like you said, Kyle Shanahan, we've been there. You've been to the dance a couple times. You've been on teams that have blown fourth quarter leads and, you know, John Lynch has made so many moves to get to this point to win this game. Um, and then, you know, the chiefs are kind of here just because they're the chiefs. Um, but I did want to bring up some stats here. Uh, I just figured it would be interesting to think about. And I don't know if trends are really, uh, things that you need to look at here in the playoffs, but uh, San Francisco against the spread in their last five, they're one and four uh, chiefs are five and oh in that same span and a uh, little bit of a crazy number here, obviously five and oh in the last uh, five for the chiefs. But of those five, three of those games have been as the underdog. So the last three of three out of four games, they were the underdog and covered. Uh, so obviously straight up, those are wins. So yeah, give me the chiefs plus one and a half. Give me the chiefs money line. I just think, the end of the day it's very hard to to bet against Mahomes when you're giving me plus money with him at quarterback
0: yeah I mean I don't blame you that's why I'm, I'm excited to actually like I said I'm not going to be the Lions fans that you know I don't want to watch the Super Bowl you know at first it was a little it little stung a little bit but at the end of the day there's going to be a great storyline no matter what who raises the Lombardi you know you have Mr. Relevant taking on one of the greats beating him out or you got Mahomes to lament himself is one of the best so I think it's going to be absolutely electric. Um, and, you know, is it going to be one of those storybook endings where, you know, you see Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, he proposes, you know, who knows? We, we, we don't know. That's what, But everybody else is thinking that. Um, or are we going to have it spoiled, you know, by number 13, Brock Purdy? You know, I, I think it's going to be a great game, and I'm excited for it. The only problem is this is the end of football. Um, but as we know, if it's dynasty season, there's really no end in football
1: no no it never <laughs> and we'll have more of stops, those coming so. up too
0: i'm excited to bring those to you we've for been sure. kind of focusing on the nfl as we should uh with the way the Lions season has been um but usually uh we focus more towards dynasty um, when the lions aren't the best because you know it's not a lot to talk about but there's a lot to talk about this year so really excited to get that moving forward but anything else closing thoughts for this one Gij?
1: you know it's been a hell of a year obviously hell uh being year. lions fans uh this was a, a year that i'll never forget um, and hopefully it's, you know, not a 30 year span to when we, hit you know, have another playoff win. So uh, but overall, I thought, you know, uh, I think the, the overriding theme of this year was just straight up injuries that we saw a lot of star quarterbacks get hurt and in this year. So hopefully next year we get a little bit more safer. We ha- we are a little bit more healthier as a league. Um, I say that like on the fucking commissioner but you know it's it's always uh it always sucks to see you know big names go down for the year so just want to see as uh as limited amount of injuries as possible that always makes for the great games but yeah uh look forward to doing uh, all the dynasty and the, the draft content the fantasy stuff that we got here planned so uh stay tuned been a hell of a ride as a lions fan but overall pretty solid year of football for me
0: yeah and like i said you know this this we got free agency coming up in about a month, you know it, mm-hmm. it's coming up. So we'll we'll get right into it, guys. Like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy you guys' Super Bowl, be with family and friends. Get that finger food going, baby. I mean, is already talking about the finger food, talking about the cheat days. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are on that same bit. So we'll, we'll we'll go one more thing here. What's your favorite finger food if you only could get one? I remember last year it was chicken wings. So is it still chicken wings, the reigning champ?
1: It's it's hard to beat chicken wings on <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, man. I mean, it, you got that or mozzarella sticks. So it, it yeah. one of those two. I gotta have both. So yeah, it's 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 definitely chicken. Chicken wings are king this day.
0: Yeah, and I think just for me personally, and I'm not the biggest cook, but uh, uh, everybody's been liking the buffalo chicken dip I made with the jalapenos in it lately. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna rock some of that with the jalapenos. But always uh, oh, s- a solid the option. Second one. What about pigs in a blanket, dude? I mean there's I think it's underrated. It is you don't a very see it a lot. underrated type because like I said, some of these pigs in a blanket, especially with the spicy sausages in there with the cheese, I mean, it's almost game over. So I, I, I'm I'm excited to go get that. I'm actually gonna go to uh, Meyer here and go here in a second. Wish me luck with the traffic. But you know, that's pretty much it. Um like I said, I'm very excited for this day and we all should be, and it should hurt a little bit though too. I think all Lions fans should watch this game. I don't think that sweet. you know, I think like Dan Campbell said, we're watching the game and it, we're gonna it was gonna be some pain for it, you know? And I do believe that because we were thirty minutes away, geez. and well that's a topic for a different day, but you know, it, that's that's the likelihood of it is we were literally thirty minutes away up seventeen.
1: Scars still haven't healed, man. I'm still bleeding.
0: Yep, exactly. So thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you with some dynasty content coming forward and uh yeah. Let's get it, boys. See you.